mention the word risk, and most people automatically think of the stock market or investment risk, this morning shows about the many different faces of risk most people don't even realize that they're taking. Hello, and welcome to the Wealth Guardian Show. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and I appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Bryce, of course, is here with me in the studio. What's going on, man? Good morning, Doug. Another day, another dime. How are you? Another day, another dime. Doing well, enjoying radio and everything about it. Very good. Well, so for those of you who are new to this show, Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians, a local independent firm that works with folks uh, within seven to ten years of retirement, as well as those who are already retired. And most people don't know how to turn their retirement savings accounts into a steady flow of income once they're not drawing that paycheck anymore. And I've focused on retirement income planning as a specialty of our practice. You know, history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances in retirement. Number one, what got you to retirement will not necessarily get you through retirement. And most importantly, losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck. And Doug, you know, I want to remind everybody out there that your firm practices as fiduciaries, which means we are required to make recommendations that are in our client's best interests, not ours. And believe it or not, not every advisor out there does that. Uh, right you are, Bryce. Thanks for that reminder. And before we get started, let's uh, do our typical salute to uh, to our vets, our military, uh, active duty forces, all our first responders and their family. Thank you for your sacrifice and your service. Salutes. So let's just get this show rocking by saying, is it possible you're taking more risk with your money and your investments right now than you should be at your stage of the game? Is it possible you're taking unnecessary risk in a number of different ways and you don't even know it? Well, the answer is yes. More than 9 out of 10 people listening to this show right now are taking unnecessary risks for their money and their investments in some way, shape, or form. I can just about guarantee it. You're putting your retirement in jeopardy, and you're completely oblivious to it. And I can say this because I know. Bryce and I meet with hundreds of people every year. We do. I've been doing this for 30 years. Bryce has been doing it for 10. And we see it every day as we meet with people in our offices. There's a huge disconnect between how much risk someone thinks they're taking versus how much risk they actually have their money positioned in. I would say 90% of the time, yep. You could be at risk by having too much money invested in stocks. You could be at risk by having too much money sitting in cash. And you could be at risk if your asset allocation is out of whack. And you could be at risk if you're just ignoring tax efficiencies as well. Very true. The list goes on. So let me ask you this. How are you putting your money and your investments and your retirement at risk? On today's show, we'll reveal the many ways you could blindly be putting retirement at risk, and what you can do to reduce or eliminate these risks in order to avoid potential financial disaster. Doug, I I think you'd agree that when you're in the accumulation stage of life, most people's concept of risk could be described as a comfort level. For example, in a big market drop, you might avoid looking at your statements. You might pour yourself a stiff drink at the end of a particularly bad market day. But unless you need the money right away, market volatility probably won't have too much of an effect on your long-term plans. But the retiree 
who is not at the accumulation stage, their portfolio that's too aggressively positioned could run headlong into a big equity sell-off too close to retirement, permanently impairing the portfolio that he or she was ready to draw down on. And in the industry, you know, we call that the sequence of returns risk. Doug, elaborate on this one, because I think a lot of listeners are not familiar with the term. Yeah, you're right, Bryce. Sequence of return risk is uh, actually a a risk right now that I think many uh, of up-and-coming retirees uh, may be facing headlong. And basically what it says is when you have uh, major losses due to market action at the early stages of retirement, uh, that is going to dramatically affect the rest of your retirement. Let me give you um, an example. Please. Let's say you retired right at the beginning of the Great Recession, end of 2007 going into eight. You had a portfolio that was typically set up as 60% stocks, 40% equities. By March of 2009, your portfolio was down at least 38%. Now, it's going to take you something in the neighborhood of about 90% return to get it back to even. That's just not going to happen. And think about this. What if now... Since you're retired, you're having to take money out of that account to live on. You've shot yourself in the foot. Your retirement's going to look really, really bad in about 10 or 15 years. So sequence of return risk, it's real, it's there. And folks, we're going to have another bear market in the future. It's out there. We're overdue now. So be careful of sequence of return risk. Can't be that far away. I'll bet our listeners haven't thought of chasing high yields as a risk. But as you transition from accumulating money for retirement to withdrawing money for retirement income, this here is another unnecessary risk. Doug, you've got a great analogy about this in baseball. Yeah, you know, I think Wall Street's done a really great job of brainwashing the average uh, investor out there. They think they, you know, if they stay invested, they're going to make 10% a year. And that's what everybody thinks they they're owed is 10% a year. And, and that's a myth. Nothing can be further from the truth. In fact, you know, Bryce, you and I have done so many retirement plans, literally thousands uh, of retirement plans. And what we find is that most people are going to be really fine in retirement by basically uh, just making a return that's something better than inflation. The baseball analogy is this. You know, when you play baseball, you got that bat in your hand, you're over home plate. What happens when you swing as hard as you can at every pitch? Well, you strike out most of the time. Most of the time you strike out. That's exactly right. I know right. I do. Yeah. So in retirement, when you're trying to go for that 10% return every single year, that's like swinging for the fence. You're going to strike out. When in fact, what almost all people need is a single or even a double every once in a while, and they're going to be absolutely fine. Absolutely. Well, we're spending this part of the show talking about some of the less obvious risks that people may not be accounting for and what we see daily in our jobs, Doug. But besides sequence of returns, one of the top risks that comes to my mind anyway, based on all of the data that we analyze for our clients, is the risk of hidden fees and how that just absolutely robs accounts of real money that should be staying in the account and growing for our clients. 
you know, Bryce, in the last couple of years here, we've invested in software that actually digs deep into everybody's account and we can determine uh, what these hidden fees are. It's actually a, a three party software program. And we unveil that in our second meeting with uh, with the right. uh, prospective client. And I'll tell you, and I, I think you'll back me up here. Everybody in after that second meeting is dumbfounded at how much they're paying. They're surprised to some level or another. And I think because of that, I find the second meeting the most helpful for the client. It's one of the ones that out of our four meeting process is probably the one that I enjoy the most because it really does show the client uh, some things about their current portfolio that they just had absolutely no ideas about. Yeah, and let's give an example of our last case we were working on. You know, this fella came in, thought he was paying uh, 1% uh, per year, and as it uh, turns out, uh, he was paying well over 4%. We uh, put a portfolio together for him that got him down to 1.3%. And in his case, that worked out to a $14,000 a year savings every single year. Now, if you keep that fee, that $14,000 in the portfolio and let it compound, say, at 5% for 10 years, that turns out to be over $180,000 more in your portfolio than you would have had. And why are we stopping at 10 years? We usually do that for 20 years. For 20, sure, absolutely. So, folks, uh, if you don't know how much exactly you're paying on your portfolio. And you probably don't. And you want a second opinion, all you have to do is call us at 336-391-3409. It's free. There's no obligation. We love doing this work for you folks. And, by the way, we'll throw in a free Social Security optimization report for you. On top of that. We also do a fund analysis report for them in that second appointment where we don't just look at the fees that they're paying, but how their funds are, what the turnover ratio is on those, how they rank amongst their family peers. So there's a lot of information provided in that second meeting. And I'm going to echo what you just said, Doug. Our phone number is 336-391-3409. And our website is www.thewealthguardians.com. Folks, if you've never got a second opinion on your portfolio, your current portfolio and your approaching retirement, or if you have gotten a second opinion, but you've never had a full retirement plan laid out for you so you can see what retirement looks like for you, we offer this at no cost and no obligation. You know, Bryce, I might add, since we're talking about risk today in today's show, also in this second meeting, we do a risk analysis of your portfolio. Right. And you'll know, compared to the S&P 500, exactly where your portfolio sits in terms of risk. At the same time, we've done a risk tolerance of you and your spouse. And what's very interesting to us is you would think if a portfolio is properly designed, both of those should be close together. Well, Bryce, typically what do we find? We find generally they're not, to put it mildly. Mm -hmm. Uh, There could be anywhere on a score of 1 to 100 if somebody's risk tolerance is at a 40. They might very well have a portfolio that's at 80. Yeah. You know, this second meeting, we call it the eye-opening meeting. It really is. And I'll tell you what. 
if you've never gone through this kind of an exercise, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your retirement, and you literally owe this to your family to have this analysis done for you. Like Bryce said a moment ago, it's free and there's no obligation. If you were serious all these years about saving for retirement, why wouldn't you be serious about planning for retirement in the end and making sure that all the puzzle pieces fit? Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of times people just have not done that, though we're happy to see them come in and finally get to that stage. Uh, we are up against a quick break here, so stay tuned. In our second half, we'll have some more unknown risks and give you a valuable financial checklist. If you like what you're hearing, do consider liking us on our Wealth Guardians Radio Facebook page. You can also reach out to us at 336-391-3409 or visit us on our website at www.thewealthguardians.com. We will be right back, folks, with some more risks that you might be taking in your portfolio and not even being aware of it. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. We help our clients retire the job, but not the paycheck. And for listeners who are five to seven years from retirement and want to confirm that they're actually making the best decisions for retirement, we do offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure that you're on the right path to have that retirement that you've envisioned. You can reach out to us at 336-391-3409. We'd love to hear from you. Now, if you're just joining us, we're discussing today the different faces of risk that you may be taking and don't even know it when it comes to your retirement assets. Most people associate risk with stock market ups and downs, but today we're diving a lot deeper than that. So taking on too much risk five to seven years on either side of retirement can easily mean financial disaster and not enough time to recover. Now, in our first segment, we covered the risks of sequence of returns, chasing high yield, and the risk of hidden fees. Doug, what about those slow creepers like uh, risks of inflation, uh, potential higher taxes, and low interest rates? How do they play into this? Well, let's take inflation, number one, because if you don't have a retirement plan, that takes into account some inflation factor, then this is going to uh, hurt. I mean, it's going to bite you big time. You know, um, generally when we plan um, out an income plan, we we factor in about a 3.2% inflation rate every year. Obviously, some years it doesn't run that high. Some years it's higher. And, uh, you know, it's amazing uh, looking 10, 20, 25 years out uh, what your standard of living is today and what it will be then is tremendous, even at a 3% rate. Let me give you an example. We were working with a, a potential client, and he had a decision to make. He has a pension. It's a defined benefit plan, a cash balance plan. And bottom line was this this. Uh, pension, if he took it, he had an option. He could take the pension, $534 a month for life, or he could roll it over to an IRA. The lump sum rollover was over 300000 Now, if you do the math on all this, the $534 a month looks attractive because that is a a cash-on-cash payout factor of about 6.4%. Uh, really enticing. 
But then if you put a 3% inflation factor on that number, in 10 years, that $534 only buys $345 worth of goods because these pensions do not have a cost-of-living adjustment. They're, they're flat for the, for the rest of your life. In 20 years, that $534 only has a $265 buying power. So I think you can see there that it's so important to have some sort of an inflation situation built into your plan. Now, let's talk about taxes. Okay. This is a favorite of mine because right now, you know, I, I, I believe sincerely taxes are going to be higher at some point in the future. You know, every talk we give, we ask people by show of hands, do they think taxes will be higher in the future than they are today? And everybody raises their hand. Well, you know, we have an opportunity now for the next several years to do something about it. As you know, all the money you guys have in your 401Ks, your 403Bs, the IRAs, when you retire and start taking that money out, it comes out taxable. So let's talk about our tax rates today. Thanks to the tax code change a couple years ago, we have a beautiful opportunity because what happened was they reduced the rate and they expanded the brackets. So now we have an opportunity to do something called a Roth conversion. We can take your forever tax dollars in your IRAs and 401ks and convert it over to a forever tax-free Roth account. Now, that conversion process is a taxable event. Now, bear with me. Here's a strategy. We don't convert everything in one year. We take a look at what bracket you're in. And we discuss converting enough of your 401k or IRA to a Roth to get you up to but not into that next higher tax rate. And if we can do this for the next several years, then we have tax efficiently converted your forever tax dollars into never tax dollars. And Doug, I was going to say that uh, for those clients who come in who have created on their own some kind of retirement plan for themselves. Most people don't, but for those who do, I would say probably the two biggest oversights that we see is preparing for taxes and preparing for inflation. They overlook those two things, and those right there are huge, huge killers. They're very much so, and, and, and there's a couple other good reasons to think about a Roth conversion, especially now. Number one, Roths are immune from required minimum distributions at age 70 and a half, meaning you don't have to take it. And number two, we currently have a stretch provision available. That means if you have money left over uh, in your Roth account after you're done with it, then you can give that to your family, children, grandchildren, for a tax-free retirement legacy for them. So there's lots of great reasons to consider um getting some of these taxes yeah. off the books today beyond just be beyond just the here and now okay another risk doug i'm going to go out on a limb here and say that most people want to live a long life but longevity itself is a risk that most people don't consider as a uh, as a risk per se but when people come to see us almost universally it's a concern of theirs that they'll run out of money before they run out of life And their strategy has been to save, 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 and hope that the market, just hope that the market is is kind so their investments don't take a dive during that long life. Doug, what would you say that listeners should know about the risk of longevity? 
Well, longevity, it brings several different forms of risk into play. Uh, first comes to mind is a health risk. You know, the longer you, you live, I mean, you have to face it. The frailer you're going to become health-wise. That may mean a long-term care stay, home health care. And, you know, most people are not prepared for that. That can be very costly. You know, Medicare does not pay for that. Right. And, and that's going to come directly from your retirement savings if you if you need to go into a long-term care facility. Right now, we're talking about seven dollars $8,000 a month. And, Doug, I'll say that, you know, I think we find it comforting to think those times that we do think about us approaching our end of life, we like to think that we're healthy as we are now, and then we have maybe a two-week illness, and then we're gone. And unfortunately, that is just not the way it works out for most of us. We we deteriorate, for lack of a better word, yep. over a period of months, if not years. So longevity brings up that health question. Then the next thing it brings up is income. Can you sustain retirement income if you live to 95 or even 100 years of age? Uh, most companies don't offer a pension anymore. You know, your Social Security is going to be with you for, for the rest of your life. But have you positioned your retirement assets in such a way that a portion of that is going to be guaranteeing you income regardless of how long you live? You know, we've got a friend, Bryce Tom Hegna, who, who's in, in, in our business, and he, he's a nationally well-known speaker, and he talks about his home family situation. You know, he, he says that his parents were basically modest people, school teachers, but they had a pension. And right. then his wife's parents, on the other hand, uh, they were small business owners. They did well for themselves. They had a lot of assets, but no pension. No pension. And he goes on to say that, you know, uh, the two 2008 downturn pretty much wiped his uh, wife's uh, parents' uh, retirement assets out, and now they are really struggling uh, to create that income in in retirement while his own folks, uh, well into their 80s now, uh, are living a comfortable retirement because they got the Social Security and and the pensions. So, you know, again, folks, um, if you want to f- try to figure out some of the answers to these risk questions, you know, give us a call at 336-391-3409. So, my fellow listeners, I have a question for you. What would affect your life in retirement more? If I could wave my financial advisor magic wand and double your income, or God forbid if another 2008 took half your income away, which would affect it more? You know, historically, we have bear markets about once every seven years. The last one ended in 2009, so we're quite overdue. Now, think about it. If that's the case, and you're 65, and say life expectancy is 85, that's 20 years, then that means, statistically, you're going to go through three bear markets in that 20-year period. So you need to be prepared for that. And you need to think about longevity because you might live to well into your 90s. Yeah, it's very true, Doug. And uh, one of the last risks we want to talk about here, but it's not the least, but they're on opposite sides of the scale, but potentially the same result, the risk of not having a plan at all and the risk of somebody, quote unquote, knowing it all. We've seen both. What are your thoughts? Well, it's amazing to me how people will go into retirement and not have a plan. 
you know, I use this analogy quite a bit, especially when we give our talks. I say, you know, most of you folks sitting out there, you wouldn't one day just pick up your grandkids and and head off to Disneyland uh, with no plan. I mean, you're going to plan it out. You're going to know, you know, where you're going to stop for for gas and food and what hotels you're going to stay in. You're probably going to get your tickets on the Disney rides well ahead of time. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be choreographed like a, a, a nice dance. But so many people walk into retirement with no plan whatsoever. One day they got a paycheck, the next day they don't. And they don't know where it's going to come from. That wouldn't be unlike a football coach saying, okay, guys, our plan for this game is to keep the other team from scoring and to score ourselves. Exactly. And that's it. That's all you plan for. And then we get the opposite. We get people coming in and think they know it all. They've got everything planned out. And half of these people, I might add, think that uh, starting their Social Security as soon as they can at 62 is the right thing because they've game planned it out. And they said, well, if I started at 62 by the time I'm 70, uh, that's $180,000. Why, why should I not take that? Well, I'm telling you, we've done thousands of these plans, integrating Social Security optimization into it, and never one time have we had a situation where filing early creates more in, uh, assets in your retirement base at the end of life than waiting as long as you can because you're getting a 7% increase in your Social Security every single year plus cost of living adjustments. Well, we've, we've covered unrealized risks like fees, taxes, inflation, health care, and more. Let's get to a financial checklist with specific positive steps to take. If you're like most Americans, your 60s will mark that long-awaited goal of retirement in the nearer future. Even if you plan to work well into your 60s, consider these key financial moves. you got to solidify your Social Security filing strategy, pay off your mortgage or at least pay down significantly, create a retirement budget, max out your retirement plan contributions. Doug, there's a lot more that we can go into that people need to do, but we're running out of time here. Every situation is unique, and it's why we like to sit down for a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion and review. Folks, give us a call, 336-391-3409. This is out of time for the week, but we'll talk to you again next week. Take care. 